Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Time Light Man, How Poetry Found Me podcast, where we talk about all things about self-development, about writing, about understanding your process, or you understanding somebody else's process and taking those steps and implement, implementing those in your life. If by chance you get a chance to write your ideas down, then you want to find out once you write them down, what does it take to make everything work? And we try to share some ideas or some concepts or some of the things that I've learned, you know, by listening to other people, by trying to do it myself and to try to get out to make clarity of my life. But at the same time, understanding that, you know, failure is imminent no matter what you do. But Dr. Hill doesn't use the word failure. He used temporary setback. And you're going to have temporary setbacks no matter what you do. So I want to thank you for joining me in the first podcast, I think, of the new year. If not, there may be the second one. And the reason I want to talk about this particular podcast, because my whole process for doing this is to celebrate, on this particular day, just to celebrate, you know, my mom and what she means to me and to the family and what things that I've learned from her to always be a part of my memory. And I know she's always a part of me because my DNA comes directly from her and my father. And the experiences that she tried to share with me growing up and the things that she tried to share with me as I matured into a young man that has got me to where I am today. Um, to my brothers and sisters, I hope they get a chance to you know, listen to the work that I put out and just understand that everything that I say and do I try to do it from a point of openness and honesty and just trying to, you know, better shape my mind and shape the mind of the future world or anybody that listens to the podcast about what it takes to be a success in your own life. And I put in parentheses and quotation and exclamation marks in your own life, the things that it takes for you to be the person that you want to be. And that is how you should set off 2023. Now, I'm not a believer in trying to set resolutions because I don't think there's anything for me to resolve at this point. Even when I was like younger, I never cared anything about resolutions because I watched people around me. Resolutions come and then they end up breaking them 15 days later. Some break them the very next day. <laughs> but I guess it's a way for us to kind of set our minds on a journey towards success. And your life should always be on a journey towards success. And when I think about my mom and how she went about trying to instill in us a little bit of confidence about our lives, even in the midst of growing up in turbulent environments, but yet fun environments, nonetheless. And she would always pull me to the side and say, like, you need to be an example for your brothers and sisters. Man, I didn't know what she meant by that. I mean, she said, you got... You got to go to school. You got to be respectful. You got to help out. You got to do those things that are necessary for them to be somebody that you look up to. And I didn't know if my brothers and sisters ever wanted to look up to me. And I loved them all. But I was a little selfish, you know, growing up. Not selfish in the sense of not wanting to do things, but selfish in terms of just trying to find my way in this world. And to each family member in a family if you got brothers and sisters each one of you must determine for yourself what it's going to take for you to be a success in life 
and that you don't want to compromise your success for your other brothers or your other sisters or even family members. You have to be determined to lay out a plan that you're going to be able to follow regardless of what happens in your life so that you can be the successful person you want to be. And my mom was always encouraging us to take chances or if there's something she kind of feared that she didn't want us to do, she would always be an opposer to the ideas that we have. But you got to have a drive that's strong enough that to convince yourself that what you're doing is going to ultimately pay out in the long run. And that simply means, you know, what strategies are you developing now? And the reason I say developing now, because when I was growing up, I don't know if there was such thing as coaches. Like, there was coaches of athletics, and there was teachers. But there was never people to try to tap into your psychology to get you to be motivated to do what you want to do. Most of the time when you achieved something years ago, it was all internal driven, and you knew it was something that you needed to do. Now it's... Everybody got a program to get you involved with what you're doing. Well, my mom didn't have a program. If you were, if like, say for instance, if my mom told us not to do something and she would tell you not to do it and she would tell you not to do it and she would tell you not to do it. But yet you being a stubborn young man, you went and did it anyway. And then there was consequences behind you disobeying the guidelines that she set for your life. Like, if she say to me, wash the dishes, and I don't go wash the dishes, my sister go wash the dishes, well, there's a price for that. If she said, go upstairs and take your bath, and you didn't go upstairs and take your bath, there was a consequence to that. And there was an equal but intense opposite reaction of us doing not what she said to do. If she said to be in the house by a certain time, and you decided to, you want to be, you know, older than what you were, then there was a consequence to that. And as I began to understand what she was saying, as I was getting older and my brothers and sisters were behind me, I just tried to be a good example. But I didn't know what a good example was because I couldn't tell them what was burning inside of me about wanting to help my mom and want to help them help them out as well. But what I learned is that you're supposed to say that anyway. I was just listening to a 20-minute documentary of, of, a, of a young man named Icky Johnson. And how he grew up. And what determination he had to get his mom and his family out of this uh, broken down, dilapidated home. And at seven years old, he made his mind up about going to the NFL. Now, I'm going to ask you, a parent out there or a young brother out there that has younger brothers or younger sisters. And your life may be different than his or your life could be similar to his. What are you doing to encourage them to do what they need to do at a young age. If they come to you with an idea, are you trying to say, yeah, you could do that, let me know how I can help you? Or are you just trying to be the naysayer in the group because you're a family member, because you didn't accomplish your dreams, you want to take away from theirs? Every time you do this, these are the things that you got to think about. And and, and, and Icky's whole concept was he wanted to take care of his mom and his family. And he wanted to break the generational curse of not having to have drug dealers in his family and people doing things that's outside of what he considered to be righteous conduct or conduct that is more acceptable in the way he was seeing the world. At seven years old, he decided he wanted to go to to the pros and him and his nephew or his uncle or his brother or his cousin outside running with shoes off from pole to pole. 
Now, how many of you got dreams like this already? You're establishing them right now to say, well, this is what I want to do. And are you mentally strong enough at seven years old to do it or at 17 years old or at 27, 37, 47, 57, 67, et cetera, et cetera, to accomplish what you want? My mother would always say to me, you know, you need to finish high school. And the way things were set up for us most of the time where I was from, people weren't expecting people to graduate from high school. But she made it a thing of mine to graduate from high school. She said, well, you know, you just got to go to school and do your best. And I wasn't no genius. I wasn't a genius. I just, you know, I just like, just did the minimum to get by. But I always had the maximum in mind. I did the minimum to get by. I had the maximum in mind, but I never applied the steps for the maximum capacity of my brain to be one of the elevated ones in thinking. But nonetheless, I felt that I needed to be that example. So the things that I outlined for myself in my life was that I was going to finish high school and I saw people who around me who drank and smoked and I didn't want to drink or smoke because of what it did to them. And I want to try to keep a clear mind because my goal was to try to be a provider for my mom. And my mom was like the type of woman that didn't really care if you did anything for she just wanted you to do the best for you now how many of you got a parent like that or parents like that just want you to do the best for you that they're happy when you're happy doing the best for yourself these are the things that these are the things that it takes to make you the kind of person that you are going to be in this year and the thing the thing that i want to tackle right now talking in 2023 is a uh, sad guru was talking about how to celebrate 2023 and, and the best philosophy that he he gave the best thing that I ever heard about celebrating any year or any life is that you have to celebrate the 24 hours that you are alive because the next 24, you may not be guaranteed to awaken from the slumber that you go in that we call sleep. You have to maximize those 24 hours. And the concept and the reason behind it is, what is your dream? And on this day, are you working towards your dream? What do you want to accomplish today? And did you accomplish that today? When I think about my mom and I go back to those days, ladies and gentlemen, and I ask myself, did I maximize my time with her? Did I maximize my moment of wanting to be successful and take care of her? The honest answer is no. I had a driving force, but it didn't drive me hard enough. I didn't have a strong enough why, as Tony Robin was saying, Eric Thomas. I didn't have that why to drive me, but I had the why, but it just wasn't manifest externally for me to make it a reality. And you don't want to make these calculated mistakes or uncalculated, whichever way it is, whatever you do or don't do is calculated or uncalculated, but there's a consequence to it no matter what you do. And every day that I thought about trying to do something and help her financially, every day I felt like my life wasn't going to ever change and I didn't know how to get my entire family out of that. And you got to first understand the general principle is in order for you to help your family you have to be unselfish you can't help your family members being selfish if everything is about you and what you need to do and what you need to say and what you want then you haven't given up to the greater cause and it's hard for God to even bless you because you don't want to give up that thing that this is all about you or whatever you're doing is 
is for your self-grandizement. But I don't, I don't think I felt that way about my mom. I just, I just hurt a lot because she had to raise us by herself. Maybe I had hurt and didn't have drive. Because if you have hurt, you can't do anything with hurt. It's an emotion that makes you get stuck and not want to move. But when you have drive from the hurt, then it becomes a process of you being able to ignite your life to do what you want. And I knew that I wanted to play basketball. And I told her that. She said, go ahead. You know, try out. Do the best you can. I knew I wanted to try for football. She said, okay, you can try. But she was just nervous about football. But she let me try out anyway. And here's what I want to say to anybody that plays any sports or decide to become a chess player or decide to become a, a scholar. You have to open your mind up and see the possibilities of what you're doing in the area that you're choosing. The best thing I think you could do is to learn all there is to learn about whatever it is you want to go into. And you must be willing to sacrifice time, effort, and energy into making it what you want it to be. And if you're putting in the energy, then it's going to it's, it's going to eventually yield you some results as long as you persist and don't give up. And I just tried to learn that from her, but I tried to apply the very same concept she used to tell me about nobody lives forever. So that's 24 hours in and of itself that you got to try to take advantage of the life that you have. In whatever part of the world you're in, if you got an ability to chase a dream, then you got to make sure that you put the steps in. Don't just talk about it. Don't just theorize. Don't just say you see it in your mind. What's the first step to make it real? And this is what I, you know, missed along the way of just trying to make it real for her. And I had so much attachment to that, ladies and gentlemen, that it made me toss and turn at night because I couldn't see clear enough as to what it was. And when I was young, I used to have conversations with God, but I never thought God really heard me in the sense of I really wanted to help my mom. And maybe in my mind, God probably thought I was still selfish and didn't allow me to break through like I see other people. I'm have done with their lives. But that wasn't, at that time, I felt that God was, and I was just trying to find my way through all of this. And she would always tell me, you know, everything you work, you got to pray, and then you just got to work for it. And the thing about it was she would say pray and work. She wouldn't just say pray. She would say work. Because there's the, only, the only way you can get something in life is if you put the actions behind it to make it real. A prayer doesn't become real unless you put the work behind it to make it materialize. The universe processed that information. God sees that information, feels that information, and sends it back to you in the form of visions and things that you need to do and pay attention to your surroundings to make it work. I want to say that I don't think that I paid attention. I wanted to pay attention, but I didn't know what that meant. But I want to say to you in 2023 is that you got to pay attention to everything that's around you that's going to lead you to where your goals are. And it's not going to come without you working and it's not going to come without you sacrificing. You're going to have to give up something to make this dream work. Everybody that I ever read about, everybody that I ever heard, everybody that I ever seen or talked to, you have to give up something for a dream in order to make it work. And in order to do that, you have to figure out first what is it you want to do. 
And my mom wanted me to be an example for my brothers and sisters, and I did not know what that meant. Even when she was said to me in private, I did not know what that meant. So one day, as I shared on one of my podcasts, my mom used to get on the bus and go to the... I grew up in Phoenix City, Alabama. My mom would catch the bus to the other side of Phoenix City. And she would go to uh, CVCC College that's in Phoenix City, Alabama. And unbeknownst to me, my mom went there and came back and sat us down and showed us her GED. Now, I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that meant something for her to go at that time of her life to sacrifice a little bit of time away from her family to sit down and show us her GED. That touched something in me that I just cannot explain. Here's a woman with five kids telling me to be an example for them. And she's been an example for me. She goes and she gets her GED. And I had my sister to dig that up for me. So if you guys ever um, get any of my books, I have 10 published books right now. I'm not just dropping this for the sake of dropping this. I'm dropping this because at this point it's a reason, you know, that I celebrate my mom today. But anyway, as I begin to put images on the back of the book, I called my sister Carrie and I said, you know, do you have um, a picture of mom's GED? And she keeps everything and I'm glad that she does, really. Because she has keys to our lives locked away in things that we probably didn't even value that I really didn't understand until like later on. So as I'm publishing these books and on and on the back of each book and on the back and on the back of each book, I'm sorry, I try to put an image of something that would connect those books to the lives that I was trying to I was trying to help and to the woman that inspired me to be a better person. I didn't reach my goals of accomplishing my dream, which was to get her a house before she passed away, you know, get her some good health insurance, and then to get her a car and have my baby sister to drive her around just in case she needed to do something or let her have the independence to go and just have the freedom to enjoy this world. I didn't get to do any of that. So this part is like buried deep inside of me. And normally when I do a podcast, I bring it out all the time. And it's just a reminder to me to remind you that whatever you say you're going to do, put the work, start putting the work in today. Don't wait. Today is more vital than 10 years from now. And you got to make sure you stick with it. So anyway, I called her and she said, let me look for it. And what I did is on each book, I put images in the back. And on the first set, on the first series, the Time Lightning series, I the first three pictures on the back were of me. And the reason it was like that is because I, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't bear to see the image of my mom without crying. Because when I see her beautiful face and her lovely eyes and her beautiful smile, I just didn't want to let her down. And I felt that I did that because she meant so much to me. And she didn't know, like, when she was taking that picture with me and I, when I graduated from Alabama State University, she came and took pictures with me and my sisters. She didn't know what that meant to me. But when she took the one by herself and, 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 and I began to think, like, man, how can I possibly elevate this family, man, like when she did that. 
So when I got to book number four, it was hard for me to put an image of to put an image of her on there, you know? Just one of those daunting tasks that, you know, I had to face, you know, head on anyway. And I managed to do it. Well, crying first before I could do it, but these books are in memory of her. And when I got to the Soul Splitting series and I got to the last book and these 10 books is like a chronology of moments in my life or the things that I experienced, the things that I observed, but all the time just having her on my mind. And I, I, I know spiritually I never wrote these books for selfish purposes. I, I couldn't do that because now my purpose had eroded in terms of trying to get her the house, the good health insurance, the car, just to have her to live it up in this world. And some of you guys out there in the world have done this for your parents, man. And I just want to say, you know, big ups to you for that. And when I see that for you, I'm so happy for you that you realize your potential and some of you really wanted to take care of your mom and you managed to do that. I mean, I send kudos out to you for doing that. And hopefully generations come after you and I and set this same tenor for a better spiritual existence for their family. And when I got to soul splitting, I decided to do something a little different. I put other images on the back. But when I got to the last book, which is volume number five, I did not want to have this moment to disappear from my life without having her GED on the back of that book. And I put it there for spiritual reasons. I put it there for the reason to remind me that when she sat us down and showed me that, that she wanted me to be an example to my brothers and sisters. And when she did that, I knew then when she, the way she was telling me the story that I had to finish high school. And I know that's what she was a part of what she wanted me to do to be an example for them. And I, I still didn't feel that that was enough, but I felt that was enough for me to owe her. And when I when I walked across that stage, she was really happy with it. It was a field, it was at Central High School. It was a field, football field, I think that's where it was. I'm not sure anymore. But that's, that's what I did. And that was one thing that made her happy because I went and got a high school um, diploma. And my brothers and sisters after me followed. All of us didn't make it, but you know we was all trying to be good examples or understood our lives the way that we were. And I still didn't feel that I was a good example because I never rose to the level of earning my brothers and sisters total respect. Because I was, a, I mean, I was like into my own world. And I mean, and I didn't really tell them that in my world was my mom and them. I never really sat down at a table and said, let me just tell you what I'm thinking about us. Never did that. And I guess that was one reason why my selfishness um, comes out when I think about her and coming along and trying to find out how I could do it by myself instead of including my brothers and sisters. And my thing is, and I'm going to pause here, and I'm just saying this for you, that you got to find a way to make your family a part of your your goal chasing. Like, even if you tell them and they don't agree with you, that's okay. At least you told them and you keep moving. I didn't do that. I didn't tell my mom I wanted her a house and a car and and good insurance and to take her out of the projects and put her in a nice home where 
you know, she could have a decent life. And like most of the homeboys that I grew up with, we all had these dreams. But the thing about dreams is they don't work if you don't put any action into them to make the things come real. And sometimes you have to put in overtime. You just can't do the minimum snaps and think that everything is going to work. It doesn't work like that. In order to be an overachiever, you got to go to an outstanding level of achievement in order to make it. Even though when some people do it, it seems easy to them, but their mind have already prepared them for it. You got to prepare your mind, your body, and your spirit for the accomplishments that you want. And I don't think I prepared all three, three, three stages of my life. But I finished high school and she was happy with that. I wasn't. I felt like I owe her. And I feel, I feel like right now I still owe her. I still owe my brothers and sisters right now, even doing this podcast with you guys. I feel like I owe them more than I'm giving to them currently. But I have my own issues. And it's not for you to take your own issues and stop chasing your dreams. So what? You got issues. Everybody got issues. And the issues that people have is internally. You can't see them. And even if they come out and they try to tell you that they don't, everybody has issues until you can get peace and balance in your life. And I think I got the peace and balance, but I still have that issue. And that's the issue that I'm trying to resolve every day of my life that I, while I'm still living. You're going to go through some turbulent times, ladies and gentlemen. You just got to brace for that. But if your mind is to try to find peace with who you are and the struggle that you have, then the balance is easier than when you're trying to resist and oppose the very nature of who you are. And in America, for what it's worth, anything you set your mind to, you can do. So when I got to the last book, It was like the universe was telling me to do that and do that. And my sister was looking and she was looking and then she found it. And she sent me the picture. And the people that published my books, my soul splitting one, they managed to put it on the back of the book. So now it's there for as long as my books are going to be in this world. And I hope that you guys found a way to go out and find them and read them and see the journey that I took. But I want you to study the front and the back covers to see the journey that I took to get to a level to where I made these books about my mom, about what she meant to me, about what life means to me, about what God means to me, about what my brother and sister means to me, about what my friends, my adversaries, about what everything means to me to get me to the point where those 10 books I know without a doubt was dedicated to my mom. The last six are dedicated to my mom and my family. And I got to make sure that I can prove that by doing the things that are necessary to make my dreams a reality. In this day and time, with all the technology that we have developed and the goals and dreams that we aspire to when we post on them, how many of of us are truly putting in the work to make it a, a reality? You have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that time does not wait on you. It does not wait on me. It does not wait on the angels. It does not wait on what you say you're going to do and don't do. It don't wait on what you say you're going to do and you do it. Time is just moving on. And time 
is not an enemy of any human being or any creature on this planet. Time is just an indicator of the chronology of our lives. And like they say in the good book, just as sure as you're born, you're going to leave. But in the birthing process and going to the leaving process, put your dreams of achievement in there, man. Young lady, you got what it takes to make it. You got to build your brain up and your 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 spiritual resistance to the opposition of people telling you can't do something and you just got to get out there and make it work. Nobody can make this work but you. And, and this is my, my spiritual prayer to you that when you begin to work, that you begin to pay attention to the signals that can get you where you need to be. And the Supreme Being is in control of all things, even when we don't believe it, that God controls nothing. You're on this planet as a testimony to God's superior power to all things. The only thing we're supposed to do is we're happy, healthy, sane, and rational. And above that, we're spiritual, that we get out and work hard for what we want. And the thing about Icky Johnson was, is that his life you can go to YouTube and check it out. I think it's, um, I've got the title of it now, but it's like a 20-minute speech that he gives. And he, in that 20-minute speech, he condenses his whole life down to a nugget that when you listen to him, is something that you can use. And the only thing about information to me is you got to be able to use it. And everything that he used from seven years old all the way up to the time he went to Tennessee and, and beyond was a process of building resilience in his mind never to give up. And you got to build that in your mind to understand that, yeah, it looks easy for everybody else, but those people put in work, man. It just don't come when you just snap your finger. There has to be a process of you working towards it every single day of your life. And the universe will yield to those people that are doing that exact same thing. The universe is not going to grant you anything if you're surrendering or even if you think about surrendering. I didn't think about surrendering when it came to my mom. But when she passed away, I just almost, I literally gave up because I felt there was no use. She's not here to enjoy it. She's not here to say, my, my dear son, I'm proud of you. And all the things that you have wanted to do and the things that you wanted to achieve, I'm just so proud of you. I don't get that. But let me tell you what I got from God about her. I got 16 books. And nobody can take that from me. So, in memory of her today, I would just want to say, you know, Mom, I, I'm still working. I'm a work in progress. Sometimes my mind is a mess. And I feel like I'm in a constant mental contest. But I don't regret ever saying I love you. I don't regret ever trying to make you laugh. I don't regret you chastising me when I was wrong. I don't regret for you trying to tell me to be an example to my brothers and sisters. I don't regret one day of you bringing me into this world. I don't regret 
you telling me that no one lives forever. I don't regret you showing me your GED because it helped me to become me. I don't regret you telling me about God in your own way. I just regret that I didn't accomplish my dreams with the life you had with me when you were here. I love you. I think about you. And I just celebrate you on this day just like every day because you were meant to bring me and my brothers and sisters into this world with the help of our Father and by the grace of God. May you continue in the realm that you're in to be the spirit of light that I need from within. I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this uh, podcast. Happy but yet somber moment in my life. But I'm hoping that anything that I say and do throughout this podcast, if there's just one ounce of something that you can use to implement to start your dreams and your journeys and your goals, then it serves a purpose. If it's just something that you just like to listen to, it serves its purpose. And you got to always be purposeful with your life because you only got one of them and we don't know what awaits us on the other side. So you have to self-visualize and you have to spiritualize the context in which you want to see your life. And in closing, I got these four or five quotes that I have for you in this 2023 season. Uh, One is from Dr. Napoleon Hill who wrote Think and Grow Rich. Love the man to death, never met him. One from Antonio T. Smith Jr. Love the man to death, met him. One is from Eric Thomas, hip-hop preacher. Came out of nowhere, became a phenomenon. You know, got his GED, went on to get his PhD. And now he wrote a book called UOU, Respecting the Death, Never Met Him. Tony Robbins just unleashed the power within. He just got so many different things. Um, never met him, but definitely a inspirational man Les Brown met him talked to him went to a couple of seminars powerful man and then there's a quote from me Dr. Hill says if the mind can't conceive it and believe it then the mind can't achieve it so in this day I'm going to take this thing and give it to you from Sad Guru is make every day a holiday Make every day the 24 hours that you have a celebration of your life. Antonio T. Smith Jr. said, the mind, um, if you can't plan better, you can't dominate. So in 2023, every day, you got to put them goals down and you got to work on them. And it's not about dominating people in 2023. It's about you dominating you and making your dreams come true. Eric Thomas says, make the rest of your life the best of your life. Simply put, once you take those steps and you put them in action every single day, compress that 24 hours into the day of your celebration, then the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life because you got to put in the work to get the results that you want. Tony Robbins says, if you can't, then you must. Well, in 2023, if you're saying you can't write your goals down, then you must write them down. 
If you're saying it's, if you can't implement them, then you must implement the steps that it takes to get there. Because you got to get past the point of excuses. We got 24 hours in a day, and you got to find out a way. If you can't do something, then you must do it. The only way you're going to overcome fear, and the only way you're going to see yourself uh, having confidence. Les Brown. Les Brown just got so much to come at you, man, that it's really hard to kind of pin down one. But I'll just tell you something about a story when he just wanted to be work at the radio station and the guy said, no, 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 no. And Mr. Brown said he just kept going back every day until the man said, it's you again? He said, yeah. And he said, gave him a job. Persistence. Even the man just kept telling him no. He kept going back until he got the result that he wanted. And from there, his life got catapulted into the stratosphere. So you got to keep going back to your dreams. You got to keep going back to your goals. You got to keep, and you can't give up until you win. It's not over until you win. And the last one comes from me. Life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours and in doing so you can do anything that you desire. Make this 2023, ladies and gentlemen, where you write down your goals and you take a steps toward it every day. Take that 24 hours and make that 24 hours compress it into like a year and do this every single day. Every day that you are alive, take that 24 hours and make it live and see what that takes you when your dreams stop being desired and they start manifesting themselves in small steps. Until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen, peace.